What's up, y'all? JKB Sports back with an emergency podcast. Tomorrow could be the end for the Cleveland Cavaliers. The name of this podcast will be Cavs Swept? Question mark. And we will know the answer by Saturday morning. Last night's game, game three, was it was actually a pretty good game. I thought with the addition of Iguodala coming back that they would actually just would have blown them out. But Cleveland came in, they had this hot start. GR was hitting three, Kevin Love hit his threes. I think by now everybody's seen that off the backboard two-hander. Oh my gosh, Asa. Obviously, I'm a Golden State fan, but you can't deny greatness when greatness is right in front of you. And LeBron James is greatness. That play was one of the biggest finals moments that I've seen. The fact that it, it was like this whole narrative of he having to carry his whole squad. That was a place where nobody was doing anything. He passed it to himself and scored. And it's almost like he has how he has to play. He has to pass it to himself and score because no one else is doing anything on this on this team. And after that dunk almost like resembled. I seen a couple memes by that and I was like, oh, that's true. That's crazy. But all for nothing, Golden State is a 48-minute team. And you can't play a good 30 minutes and expect to win against Golden State. That was hard to watch. As a Golden State fan, Steph was off the whole night. One for ten from three. Clay was off. And on a night like that, you'd expect Golden State to lose. But KD had... See, I think there's difference, there's difference between points. There's quiet points and there's loud points. Quiet points are when you score like you know 28 points. But you still lose or it's not really like an effective 20, 28 points, you know? And then there's 43 points where it's just kind of like big shots at big moments in the game. You hit that three, going into half with six seconds, definitely give a, a hezzy step back right in Kevin Love's eye right before the half that cut the lead to single digits. And then at the end of the game when they're up by three, or I think up by five, and he came back and hit the three. That was like, those are big points. Those were allowed six points. And that's the thing. You, playing like that, where Cleveland played a good probably 46 minutes. With Steph and Clay shooting that bad, you expect that to be a, a, you know, a W. LeBron just had a triple-double. But that's still not enough. So now the question goes, will Cavs get swept? I think yes. I've read quotes where we have Warrior players saying, because all, all, we obviously hear this noise about where LeBron's playing next. Is he going to stay in Cleveland? He has no chance of winning if he stays in Cleveland, as we're seeing now. Does he go to the Lakers? Does he go to Houston? Does he go to Philadelphia? Does he go to Boston? There's even talks, this is just extreme rumors, extreme rumors and early stage rumors that LeBron will have a meeting with Golden State. 
Hey, man, if LeBron, you want to come on the team, come on. You can bench JaVale, put Draymond at the five, KD at the four, LeBron at the three. I love that. I If you can take a, a veteran mint, come play for the team. But everybody and their mama knows that can't and won't happen. So once this series is done, the conversation will be, where does LeBron go? We will get into the contracts and stuff like that in the offseason just because that's the more appropriate time because you proper, you're able to properly gauge what team has what money or how much money, who's free. But there is talks that LeBron's going to talk to Paul George about teaming up and going to the Lakers. So that's something that I'm going to be paying attention to and giving you guys information when that comes. But back to the finals here. Game four is tomorrow. And what the Cavs... Actually, let me rewind and go back to game one. This series could have potentially been actually Cleveland up 2-1. to one. If game one didn't have those bogus calls that they see and they go back and say that they were correctly changed. But there's a few other ones where Draymond had a lane violation and there should have been an extra free throw, the timeout with JR, and we all know how that went. So they should have won game two. Game three was another good chance. Cleveland could have potentially been up 2-1. Because Golden State hasn't played their best basketball yet. Even in the first, uh, the second game, it was a, kind of a 19-point blowout. They still didn't play their best basketball. I think in game four... You'll see Golden State really trying to get the sweep. I think they're really trying to. Last year, they won. They won at their home in Golden State because, yeah, Cleveland won that one game at home. And they went back and they won in Golden State. But I really think that Golden State, Steph, KD, especially Draymond and Clay, they want to sweep LeBron. Again, the Colts are, we're trying to sweep LeBron right out of Cleveland. That made headlines. But I think that you clearly, at this point, you got to bench JR. For Cleveland to have any chance in, in game four, they're going to have to bench JR. Start Rodney Hood. You've seen what he gave us. He's, he is a 6'7, six, 6'8 six, wing player. He can shoot, he can drive, he can kind of create for himself. He's one of the few people on the team that can actually create for yourself. So why he wasn't playing a little bit more, I don't really know. JR is obviously a veteran and he's been to the finals. He's a championship player. But he's been struggling for pretty much his whole playoffs aside from a couple games in Boston. So we'll see if Ty Lue gets desperate and starts Rodney Hood over JR. Kyle Corver needs more minutes. George Hill, uh, hopefully, you just gotta hope he has a. He can hit open shots. Kevin Love, you know, he will he had 20-13 last night. Tristan Thompson, uh, you know, he he's there for the hustle. But if you can get a kind of another game like that, and then obviously in an elimination game, it, it rises up. Your, your, your level of urgency rises. So if you can get, kind of get that type of shooting 
with a higher level. You know, um, I think Cleveland has a chance to actually just save face and not get swept. But then in my mind, I obviously know that Golden State is going to attempt to run them out of the gym. And then you're going to see Steph try to look for a shot early. Clay's going to be looking for a shot early. Katie's going to be aggressive driving to the lane, opening up, you know, that driving kick for three. And Steph relocating because Steph is one of the best players ever to do that. And I really think they're going to decide you're going to uh, see Golden State try to run Cleveland on the gym. If Cleveland can, you know, kind of slow the game down and not try to go back and forth, back and forth, because you're going to tie yourself. You're an older team. Cleveland's an older team. They can't run for 48 minutes with Golden State. So they're going to have to slow the game down. That's their best chance. And to get, you know, big time games from all your reserves, which is pretty much your whole team minus one. So, for the Warriors, what next? Finals MVP? I think it's going to be Steph. KD, after last night's game, he put himself right back in the conversation. Does he get it again? I don't think they're going to give it to him. I think it's Steph's turn to get one. Steph has no finals. He has three. This will be his third ring. He has no finals every appeals. KD and Andre Iguodala. So I think they're going to give it to him this year. So that will be Steph's first finals MVP. And that adds his resume. And then we start looking at how high does Steph rank on all-time players. We already know his impact in shooting and how he changed the game of basketball for shooting. Because... Literally, you see teams copying the way Golden State plays. They're trying to get players like the Golden State players have, and they're trying to build their team to look exactly like that. Houston did that without the strong backcourt. Obviously, they don't have a threat because there's no other threat in the league. Well, you see Houston trying to emulate that. Raptors are trying. You, you guys see, we're in Toronto. Raptors are trying to change their game where they're shooting more threes. More driving, kicking, more spread out offense. What Steph has done for the game in terms of just changing it has been almost like when you know when you see Michael Jordan come and have an impact where they're changing, they're trying to change rules and like Island Iverson with the hand check and the crossover. Steph is one going to be mentioned with those types of names. You start to feel like even this goat talk where you're talking about. Who's the best player in the whole, you know, world ever, period? And I say it's LeBron. This is going to be, a, I think, a small blemish on his resume because Michael Jordan went six for six. He went to the finals six times, won it six times, and won finals MVP all six times. LeBron James is three for six. This will be his... Third, well, fourth time facing Golden State, and this his third time losing. His team is just not good enough, and the backlash that I think LeBron gets. No, I don't think so from fans anymore because fans can are, are witnessing the lopsidedness and 
how they pretty much stripped LeBron of, a t- of any team. Because I think Love is almost like a quiet non-factor. But LeBron and Kyrie, that wing-guard mix is just, I think, so necessary. I think guard play is so necessary. That's why you see LeBron always dribbling up the ball. Or he's a playmaker because, you know, ball handling, all that stuff is so important. Guard play is very important. And Cleveland has George Hill, who's decent at best. But... Yeah, that's my breakdown for tomorrow's game. The question is, will Cavs get swept tomorrow, 9 o'clock in Cleveland? We will get the answer. I'll enjoy the game.